All right, coaches, we're back with part three of our podcast episodes with Coach Teresa Durham from Allen High School. She's the girls' head basketball coach at Allen, and we're going to talk to her here uh, about uh, two things that uh, maybe be good advice for for young coaches, especially uh, to, to to learn from her and her experiences. So, Coach, the first question is: What is the best piece of advice, or some of the best pieces of advice that you received as far as uh, your career in education or coaching? Okay, well, um, the one piece of advice I think I already talked about is, you know, as a head coach, I either coach it and I correct my players or I allow it. So, you know, sometimes it gets hard, um, but you are the person in charge. I mean, it comes down to you and what you want your program to stand for. And so um, sometimes, again, it's not easy, but uh, coach it or you allow it. And if you don't want to correct it, then you have to be willing to – handle the maybe the walk-in and not the intensity on defense or not talking or, you know, whatever it is. And so that's just always stuck with me. And I think the second thing was probably the only thing. And, you know, you take all those education courses, and then when you actually get into education, it's totally different. Yeah. But a little part that stuck with me was monitor and adjust. And, and it was mainly for the classroom, but I think in coaching it also just rings true as, you know, don't be so hardcore that you will never make adjustments. Look and see. I mean, I, what I love may be, you know, what I think is right, but if it's not working, you have to be able to make an adjustment. And I think as coaches, too, you can't get bent out of shape when things don't go well. I think the best coaches are able to make adjustments, kind of sometimes go with the flow. And just, you know, again, basketball is a game of adjustments. It's fast-paced, and you you have to be willing to change because some nights nothing is going to work. And if you aren't a person that can just make changes on the fly, sometimes it's just, you know, you're going to lose games because of it. And um, that's the one thing that I can always remember is to not get stuck and, you know, just always say it has to be this way because sometimes it doesn't. And um, those two things, and then I think, again, um, just as a head coach, you know, you set the tone. It, or JV coach, freshman coach, mm-hmm. you're the person in charge. You set the tone. You're the person to bring the energy. You know, I practice at 16. I'm a morning person, so it doesn't bother me. But I have an assistant that's not. But you know what? When she comes to practice, it is time to be excited <laughs> and to give energy and give it back because that's the only time we have that day to get better. And, you know, we're not going to waste time just because I don't feel like it. And so... Um, that's what that's a piece of advice it's not about how you feel you know it's your responsibility to again as a head coach to set the tone and for your assistants to follow right along and so i don't know those are the things i try to do every day yeah that's really good thanks for sharing and how about uh you know this is a big one and it's becoming more and more prevalent i think to handle uh and i say the word handle but i mean work with parents and players and the communication issues that may take place throughout a season. So why don't you tell us some of the strategies that you use to communicate with your parents? <laughs> okay. Well, I have a good friend that says she wants to always coach at an orphanage, and, you know, some days we might want to do that. But um, I really try to get parents to buy in. We do, as everyone does, we do a preseason parent meeting. And I think, again, as long as you are willing to lay out expectations, and I think sometimes up front, I try to – say all those things and and tell them, um, you know, how things are going to go and expectations of conduct. And I think just the more information that you put out early and 
you let parents know. Uh, there are so many different ways to communicate these days with parents. Uh, we use Remind 101, but mm-hmm. there's a ton of different um, things in social media that you can you know, put out the positive. So I think the more that you do and try to highlight and, and you know build your program, the better. Now, when it comes to conflict, again, I think the, the best way is never to avoid it yeah. and to, as soon as you know that there's a conflict, I try to always have both the parents and the athlete in the room to get together because mm-hmm. I don't um, I do not do drama and I don't do the, well, she said this, you know, happened. So we always just try to, you know, we teach our players to handle a problem, look someone in the eye, let's sit down and discuss it. We may not always agree, but at least it's going to be out there and we know where each other stands. And, you know, I don't know any other way but to be up front. And sometimes as a coach you have to be willing to maybe – um, say the things that are a little bit hard, but I think um, people appreciate that more than maybe being, uh, I don't want to say lied to, but, you know, when you just don't want to make a parent mad and you don't really tell them the truth, um, I think that gets harder for parents to, to handle. And, you know, unfortunately, um, I think through the summer, you know, through AAU and the different, you know, skills trainers and things that kids, you know, can hire, they're told over and over again how awesome they are and they're going to be the next, you know, D1 person that's awesome. And and sometimes they're just unrealistic. And so I think just the more that you can maybe, you know, I don't want to say document, but we do. We chart a lot of things and the more just statistical things that you can also pull out to show, you know, why, you know, a certain thing is a way. Sometimes parents have a hard time arguing with that. But bottom line, I think a lot of it is just you you try to be honest and upfront, but at the end of the day, you were hired to do a job, and um, you need to do it to the best of your ability. And that's, you know, at the end of the day, I tell a parent that's, I'll make the final decision. I appreciate your input, but, you know, right now this is the direction we're going to go. So, um, hopefully that helps a little bit. Um, yeah. Well, and, and you're a nice person. Like, you're not, you're, you're a nice person by nature. And so, the, I think that maybe the nicer you are, sometimes, you know, uh, problems are never solved without confrontation. And confrontation doesn't have to be, doesn't have to be bad. Confrontation just means confronting a problem. And so, uh, the fact that, uh, you know, you stick to your guns and I know, I know you at Allen, uh, high school have the backing of your administration. And so what you're doing is, is, uh, gonna work and you're confident in it because, you know, even if someone tried to go over your head, so to speak, and talk to someone else, well, they would direct them back to you because you had a preseason parent meeting with the player. The player and you have probably sat down more than one time or talked more than one time about their role, and uh, you've, you've maybe even showed them stats on huddle, and this is where you need to improve. And so it's the communication aspect, and, and like you talked about in the first podcast, going back to knowing your players and building those relationships, the player's going to know that you're telling them the truth and it's not from a hateful perspective at all and so I think all of that kind of culminates when it when unfortunately we do have those meetings with with a player and parents so um, I know I know it's really hard how do you handle uh, or or work with maybe a player that's on a sub varsity team and a parent that's on a sub varsity team how how, what's your what's your philosophy there on on what y'all do as far as the meetings concerned 
Well, we, uh, we'd expect all parents, 9 through 12, to be at our parent meetings. In our middle schools, they have their own parent meeting. They're getting the same type of information. There may be a few different expectations just because it's at a middle school level. But um, we, we expect every parent to come and, you know, visit with us as a staff and meet us and understand where we're coming from. And so, um, again, for some of our younger uh, levels, it's a little different because they, you know, maybe they've not been that closely involved in school basketball. I know in the smaller schools, you know definitely who it is, but, sure. you know, at Allen, I can have people move in from other states and all that good stuff. So it's important that we get on the same page, and to me, that sets the tone for everything. Um, again, we have an open-door policy. We're going to listen, and you know, to your concerns, but at the end of the day, we have you know, we have a set of rules and expectations, and that's the rules that are going to be applied to everyone. So right. I think it's important to start with your middle schools and kind of train them, you know, to be involved, to, you know, support your booster clubs, to support basketball and your daughter. But at the same time, you're no longer their AAU coach or their summer league coach. You know, <laughs> it is the, uh, I'm a coach, that's what I do for a living, and, you know, that's my job. It's it's to try to put the best team on the floor and then develop our kids as, as you know, best as possible. So, I, again, I just think the more upfront you can be and open that you can be, it may not solve all problems, but at least people know where you're coming from. Yeah. Uh, let me let me add this because this is becoming a, a bigger deal. And I, I teach professional communications, and I actually just added uh, some curriculum regarding social media and, and the use of it. Do, how do you use social media or uh, maybe websites, or how do you use that in your program to, to maybe promote your program? Do you use that personally, or do you use it from a, do you give it to an assistant and let them kind of handle a, a Twitter account? How, how do you use social media for your program? Well, I have uh, delegated that responsibility. <laughs> uh, I do use Twitter, but I do. I have an assistant that loves, uh, and we, we do uh, put a lot of stuff on Twitter. Um, we uh, All of the sports here have their own, you know, Twitter, and we all right. um, definitely try to tweet out everything <clears throat> and to make sure that parents know if they couldn't come to the game, they know that in the highlights. So, so yeah, we, we use uh, all of the social media with our kids. We really talk to them about um, posting and we um, randomly check, but you know we're not gonna you know just troll it all the time. Yeah. But again, we want everything posted to be positive. If there's negative comments, then you know we're gonna bring that kid in, and you know because that's a reflection of us, of them, of our team. And so you know we talk about it, and we we try to approach it more from the just you're part of a team and anything that's a, you know going to be a negative or a distraction needs to be eliminated and so um, as of that we haven't really had a problem um, with that entirely I know they're you know uh, <laughs> it's hard to monitor yeah I try to be yeah it is on everything we do so that's the that's the hard part you know and we um, sometimes we just encourage kids you can't always control parents parents are going to post things their opinions and you know that's their opinions but again, sometimes kids can add to the to that fuel or fire, and so we again we just try to talk to our kids to be very careful about your attitude. You know, there's a reason why you've earned your playing time. You, you know, you've been in practice. Your parents have not, and so we just caution about once you put something out there, it's out there. Yeah. And so um, we just try to do a little bit of education beforehand, and so far it's worked okay for us. Good. 
Yeah, because you know that's an area that's just can continue to blow up, and I'm just impressed you use the you even use the word troll. I mean, you know the lingo. You got it. You got it. You got it down. So, oh, I don't think so, but you're you're, de- you're definitely up on it. Yeah. So, well, Coach Durham, thank you so much for being with us today. Is there anything that we covered over the last three podcasts that you want to add to? Anything that you might have left out, or any words of wisdom or advice that would benefit our audience? Um, no, I, I just thank you for asking me to share some thoughts. And, you know, basketball is a great game. Um, I love it. And, you know, I just think there's so many great coaches around the state. I just, I'm excited to go back and listen to all the new stuff that is there. So I just appreciate your time today. Thank you.